So uh, welcome to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. As you may know, I'm Tony Arkin. That's Matthew Arkin. We're the Arkin Brothers. We talk about movies. Tonight we're going to be talking about the amazing 47 Meters Down with an amazing special guest, the director of the movie, Johannes Roberts. 2017's 47 Meters Down. Welcome to the show. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win, and Matthew, and Matthew should win, and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. I think I'll go for a swim. <laughs> Were there technical problems? Was there a technical problem? My no. computer was a bit frozen for a moment. No, it 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 came through beautifully on my end. Uh, I love yeah. that 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 thumbnail of us uh, in in place of the the ladies yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I uh, do too. I, I it, think I think Ilya did himself with this one. He, he really did. It gets me very excited to get to uh, the recasting uh, part of our show. Too. Oh, I've uh, got good ideas for that. I've got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, there, yeah, but, I do uh, too. Deep cuts for that. Yeah, but uh, how was your how was your week? Uh, week was really good. Uh, taught a really fun uh, workshop and with Amelia and. Um, uh, then I kind of collapsed in a heap for a couple of days, which I needed, and I luckily had the time to do. Um, uh, and uh, now I'm, I'm uh, as you can see, I'm not in the normal studio. I'm I'm up at uh, friend of show mom's house, friend of friend of the show mom nice. for the weekend, and uh, or I don't even know what day it is for the week. What day is it today? It's Today's Christmas. Tuesday. It's Been up here for a couple of days. I don't I don't do specifics. I you just lose don't. Time. You lose time when you're at mom's. You go back to your childhood. Um, everything is mm -hmm. cozy and warm, and you don't. Yeah. You have cookies and milk, and you don't have yeah. to think about time. I I forgot my my readers, my glasses at home, and she she happened to have a a, a pair of readers hanging around that belonged to an, an old friend of hers from like before lockdown. She said, "Don't even bother sending them to me." Now I'm wearing them, and I'm kind of getting used to it. They're very nice on you. Actually. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. How are you? What's what's your been? Uh, what's your bit? What's your uh, life been like? Oh, I had a weekend. Um, you know, my my partner Bruce in the in the booze business. His wife was away for the weekend, and you know, we've been friends for over forty years since college. Oh I boy, this down, is a, I can feel it coming. And you know, he went to the French Culinary Institute, so I went mm -hmm. down there for a weekend of uh, a lot of really great food and and what we in the booze business like to call R and D. We did a lot of research and development uh, yeah. this weekend. Uh, right. Some people, some people call that drinking. Um, <laughs> we call it, mm -hmm. we call it work. Um, but uh, and then, uh, you know, then. But I also had a lot of work to do. Uh, classes have started at 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 the college. So between between all my different jobs, you know, I'm I'm uh, uh, today. I was just I, I was drowning in meetings just drowning in meetings and uh no pun intended really is that a had is to that do a lot of, had the, to do a deep dive into man. the logistics of of marketing uh yeah. the pressure really getting to me it really does get to yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes I, I i can't feel like i can't breathe but we don't want the business to tank 
Uh, well, we you, really you also don't, don't want to be feel caged in by any of these. Don't want to feel caged in because some of these retailers, some of these retailers we're dealing with and, and distributors, they're really sharks. Uh, now, they'll tear you, you know. to pieces if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't um, uh, do cross your T's and dot your I's. Yeah. And I, I'm so afraid of getting hosed. Uh, and I really want to make <laughs> sure that that in our meetings that I'm, I'm handling everything with a lot of fin s. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I may I may be done now. I may. No, be I don't think you should be done. And I think that you sh- you we now have a new segment of the show. <laughs> oh no! Oh, pun- <laughs> people are going to be waiting for puns? this. They yeah. are going to be waiting for the for like the shotgun of puns <laughs> related week. to the film. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, um. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch anything uh good this week other than uh this week's selection? I watched, well, you know, I finally finished Paper Girls, which happened to be the week that we learned, sadly, that the show looks like it is not going on for a second season. I was devastated to hear that news. I didn't, I was so, I was so invested in that show in a way I don't usually get like invested in shows. And I don't, I'm not just saying that because we happen to know people involved i just really thought it was great and I, i'm sad i'm sad it was over but i got to finish that finally and love that um you know and it and, just means that sophia's gonna get to move on to bigger even bigger things right right so yeah i did see a canadian bite you or something grindhouse movie called sudden fury which i can recommend it's on tubi and uh oh. it it's remarkable it's okay. like if Fritz Lang had no money and was bo- and was born in Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's an image. So, you know, I think um we have such a special guest tonight. I, I don't think we should we should um uh I'm I'm searching for another I don't think we should be afraid of diving in to the deep end right away. Are you um, sure? You yeah. did the dive, you did the diving in but let's just bring our guest in because at right, this yeah. point he's probably left the building and doesn't he probably left he said, what are these jerks talking about so ladies and gentlemen yeah. writer director johannes roberts buenos dias hey Como está? Hey, guys. Uh, hi johannes that was uh that was an intro that was, <laughs> that was an intro and a half as they say in the podcast biz yeah <laughs> Um, Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for asking me. So it's such an interesting kind of confluence of things that that brings us together uh, because um, I, I hadn't seen the movie that you made with Sophia, um, uh, but I just saw the trailer today and I, she's all over it. She's got a big part in that movie. So you guys really, you really work together like yeah, a yeah, lot. That, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a crazy one. That was a crazy one. Uh, like a, a year out in India, wow! Um, uh, making making that movie, uh, but so it was the, a lot of fun. You you shot like even was the studio stuff even uh, in studio in India, but like the whole year mm-hmm. was there. Wow. Yeah, the whole yeah, 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 yeah. Wow! Yeah. What I mean, I know it's a funny place to start, but why not? We're already talking about it. What what uh, did you write that? You wrote that script too, yeah? Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those um weird like sort of synchronicity things of the the film industry in that uh i i'm uh obsessed with a movie called pet cemetery 
um, and um, had had wanted to write a sort of Pet Cemetery style movie. All right, great. And I was working with um, some Indian producers on a on a movie I had just uh, done called Storage Twenty Four, and I, I I was like, do you know what? I wonder there's a world there like like to explore because I really liked J horror like. Uh, the grudge and the ring and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it brought a lot of freshness to horror. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what, if I uh, do a, do a story set in India and this kind of uh, sort of Indian version of Pet Cemetery sort of brewed in itself together in my mind. And I wrote this script and I, um, uh, uh, my agent sent it around and it, um, uh, it, it landed, on the desk of of someone at, at 20th Century Fox, and and they um, they had known my previous movie, which was Storage Twenty Four, and they got the script to it uh, before I, I had not written the script, and they got the script before I'd come on board, and mm. said it was the worst script that they they had they had ever read. Uh, well, congratulations! And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then in, in Sidges, the festival where where it was playing, and and they were like, "Oh, I want to see like what this movie, how, you know, what, how bad this movie was." Um, and uh, she went to the screening, and I got up and introduced the movie, and she she stayed for five minutes to you know see see what you know what it was going to be like, and then ended up staying through the whole movie, and then called my agent and and said, "Look, what the what what he got because if he turned that script into this movie, which was a lot of fun, it's a B movie monster movie kind of thing. What else has he got?" And he said, well, he's just written this uh, um, ghost story set in uh, India. <clears throat> and um, they had just left New Regency, uh, had had just had a, a ghost story set in India called Song Song of Kali, which is quite a famous book with Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, I know that book, actually. It's a terrifying book. Yeah. We, it's his... we don't talk about Darren Aronofsky on this yeah. show. <laughs> he's, he's in trouble with me so uh, well well anyhow he, he abandoned that that movie had fallen apart but they then moved to fox and they were looking for a ghost story set in india and so it was just one of these weird kind of synchronicity things where it's just like well this is what he's got and they were like oh great and it kind of all fell together and um yeah we had, we had it and and, and the beer got cast um had you been to india uh, before conceiving no. of the story did you get to no. go to research or were you just kind yeah, of like... they, so for a year of my life i was sort of going around india everywhere went went you know down to kerala uh to gujarat you know calcutta um and it, it was i when i first went there i arrived in mumbai and i was like holy shit what is this place and i didn't get it at all uh and then went a second time and we went looking at locations and then I flew out of Mumbai again. And when I got to Mumbai to fly, fly out of it, I was like, yeah, this is the place. It's a very weird, it's a crazy place. It's the one filming location where I really miss it. I would love to go back. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely wow. mad. Um, wow. I've heard it's, uh, it's got to be a really wild place to shoot. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You just have to go. You can't put your stamp on it. You have to go with the flow and um, and just and just accept the madness. And right. um, and if you can do that, then it, then it's really great fun. And the the crews, the technicians were amazing.
Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good experience, actually. So, I mean, do you set out to make your to do the most difficult things that you could possibly film ah. in the world? Is that what you think when you sit down and write a yeah. story? Or and, and the other question we wanted to ask was, do you hate actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like let's. I, mean, I know what I want to do. I want to take my two <laughs> actors and put them in a tank for for three months. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird one in that I. Um, was living at the time uh, in this strange uh, shithole, to be honest, in East London. Um, that um, yeah, we, it was just a, a real rat-infested sort of dive, and I was living with uh, this guy who is who's sort of become my regular producing partner, but we'd known each other for ages. And we were sitting there, and I was going through the prep of. 47 and it, I mean of, of uh, other side of the door and it was just brutal the development process the the battle between the studio and the the production company and it was it was going round and around and at one point I lost the script and it went to someone else and then it came back to me it was a really tough process um for a while there and I was just sitting with him and we were getting drunk and I said I want to do something fun and just in hindsight thinking what I said and, and then what transpired, I just could not have been further from the truth. But I was like, I'm a huge scuba diver. And I was like, I want to do something fun. I, I love sharks. I want to go and do a shark movie. And so we looked around, see if there are any shark scripts and couldn't find any. And then one night, very drunk, I pitched him an idea. You know, I was <laughs> like, well, what about this? Like two girls in a shark cage, shark cage goes down to the bottom of the ocean, drops down. They have an hour in their tanks. They've got to get up. To the surface but you can't go straight up and we get in the bends you get so you have to do a safety stop while the sharks are around and i pitched that but it was, i pitched it as a joke you know i'd had a, I'd had a, I'd had a few but right. um and he took it to a sales agent called altitude and the guy main guy there was a diver and he just went do you know what i think i can sell this um and so the producer james came back to me and he said look let's let's do it they think they can sell it and i was like ah this is a joke i <laughs> I, I, I my movie you know this is my proper movie like, wow you know 47 it, I'm like, come on it, this, i wasn't serious it's just a shark movie um uh and at that point that this kind of horror was really not in vogue whereas it is very much since 47 in vogue exactly and it was like ah, this is this this seems silly uh and he was like ah oh, come on and the one thing the sales agents said and what everybody said when we pitched it is like well, how are people going to speak underwater? You know, how can you do this underwater? So they said, look, you know, we needed some kind of teaser trailer. And so the producer persuaded me to just direct the teaser trailer. So we went, we we got went to Pinewood. They got they gave us the tank for free for a day. We found like the full face mark thing is not a, I don't know if you guys have, have done scuba diving. Or scuba diving. I'm, I'm a diver. Is. And my first question was what's, how are they going to do this movie? Nobody can talk to each other. And I, I didn't know about the full face mask technology. Yeah. Oh, it, it isn't a thing. It's not a real thing really. So, so there was, we found one mask um, for this test that was uh, something that had been used in some kind of 1970s, to camera it, it, the only reason you'd ever use it is for documentary to broadcast to speak to to directly to a camera um because 
it, it is, I mean, it's A, it's incredibly dangerous because you're, the carbon dioxide is building up in the mask. Right. So if you don't flush it, if you don't, like, there's a valve there where oxygen, you can flush out. But if you forget to do that, you'll just pass out. Wait, what? Is that even safe? Um, and, um, and, and it's very clunky and it's very heavy. And you can't speak, you can speak to camera, but you can't have a conversation, even though the, the theoretically they say you can do, but you can't like sound travels super well through water, but radio waves do not at all. Right. Right. So in fact, the, the technology was, was on it. Anyhow, we found this one mask. We did a test with, uh, with an actress, uh, hilariously, at the time she was up and coming, but nobody knew her, called Vanessa Kirby, uh, who's now, oh, yeah, yeah she got uh, loads of awards for The Crown, and she's in uh, <laughs> Impossible, and um, she's now becoming a very big star. But anyhow, she did this little test with this terrible CGI shark uh, doing a circle around it. And, um, and then, yeah, we just sold the movie without a script. Um, everywhere. Wow. Wow. And then people were like, okay, well, we need to see the script. And it <clears> actually <throat> quite a tricky script to write because to start with, it was like, okay, you know, teenagers, four teenagers in a cage. And it just all became a bit like, meh. And then it was like, okay, I happened to be watching one night touching the void, which is the mountain yeah. thing. And it just, I was like, ah, this is what it is. It's two, it's just two people. And it's two, and it's not about the sharks. It's about the survival. Um, that was the coolest thing about the experience for me was like, I mean, it's a, it's an incredibly exciting movie and it's a lot of, lot of fun. And you go in thinking it's a shark movie. Yeah. Like that's what you're kind of right. sold that the poster says yeah. it's a shark movie. And so you're like, okay, it's a shark movie. Yeah. So in your mind now i i admittedly had not seen it when it came out i was working on my own film and i was gone for a year and i just kind of i knew that it was there yeah, yeah. and being a huge jaws fan from childhood and and kind of liking the genre i i guess i just thought it was going to be more like snakes on a plane or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that yeah. i didn't really know and again and you said not at all that kind of this kind of horrors wasn't popping at that point like this was not a flavor we were expecting really yeah. so the thing i the, the big takeaway for me was that this was a survival story this is a survival story it's it, there yeah. were so many other problems than the sharks that in fact were more terrifying to me than the sharks like yeah. you know and the, the great pleasure it, of the movie is that you go in expecting the shark scares which you get you know but then it's it's the other stuff it's the slow suspense which i you know frankly that was the big surprise like wow of course the simple idea of the air running out i i just hadn't i didn't thought we were gonna go there but then i'm like oh okay we're... the thing that gave me the hardest time in the whole film as a, as a diver was i sat there the whole time saying how the fuck do you buddy breathe with those things right because i you know i've had my my basic i've had my advanced yeah. i've done night dives i've done all kinds of stuff and, um, you know, to the point where buddy breathing is just second nature. You don't worry. Something goes wrong with my tank. I'm going to buddy breathe with yeah, you. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. And I was, I, from the beginning of the movie, I was freaking out. Yeah. Going, you can't buddy breathe. No. I mean, you have the, you have the safety regulator 
Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. They've got that. Like the, but you can't do the, the uh, you know, passing your regulator uh, to each other. I mean, they're horrible. Those masks are, uh, uh, are horrible to use. So, yeah, I mean, after we did the teaser and it, and it, um, uh, it kind of sold everywhere and then the script worked and the Weinsteins read the script and liked it and they, they picked it up. Um, then we, when we did it for real, I mean, interestingly, if you, if you, if you type in the movie, actually the, the first image by mistake somehow, uh, is, is normally like when I was going to cinemas and stuff, the little image they would use, not on the poster boards or anything, but when you go to cinema was always from the, from the teaser with a different act was never Mandy Moore was Vanessa Kirby. So oh, wow. uh, oh. how that happened. But, uh, um, but yeah, we, we, we then use different masks, which are called, I think they're called diveway masks. And they are, they're a real thing, but again, they're only really for direct broadcast because it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the, the, the girls couldn't hear themselves. Uh, it, it, it's the sound of the bubbles and everything. There's just no way the technology just isn't there. So it, it, it was very tough. Thematically also, I, I really took away some stuff from, I took two thematic things from the film that uh, are going to stay with me. Uh, one, don't ever do anything just because you're bored. That's yeah. a bad reason to do something. <laughs> yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. And the other thing is the other thing that will get you killed is this will make a good picture. I mean, yeah. how many, that's what we're learning these days. It's like man dies yeah. taking a yeah. selfie on the cliff. It's, yeah. com- <laughs> it's so common now since your movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you don't feel Can responsible. Can you take a picture of me? Wait, huh? Oh, oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. Oh, God, the guys are going to be so pissed. You've got to go and get them. Yeah, uh, there you go. Don't yeah. don't take a selfie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing in, in doing, like we did a sequel to the movie, which is in many ways a more frightening setup in that it's cave diving, which I, while I was doing- Oh man. Uh, yeah, oh. That, that's mental. Like while I was doing for the first 47, I, I learned to cave dive in the what's, Dominican. Uh, honestly, what's wrong? Can you write a romantic comedy that takes place yeah. by, cave, how, cave. by a lake house or something? I mean- <laughs> Cave diving, you have to be genuinely mental to do it properly. Oh. Uh, it is, but it was a really interesting thing in that, uh, you know, the premise of the second one is is four teenage girls go, you know, uh, go down to the underground city and then get trapped underneath in, in the city and there's sharks in, in the city. But although the actual, once you're in there, it's really, you know, it's just a horrible, like, experience. What it really taught me, it didn't do nearly as well as the first because what the first did is it really... Uh, was an, a good open access point to everybody in that they could all like relate to it, like being bored, doing something stupid on holiday, going on a trip that they really shouldn't do, taking a picnic, you know, they shouldn't do the, it was kind of like, yeah, they could, people could put their mind, they could go, yeah, and that could have been me. I could oh, have- absolutely. Every, every single one of those things I've, I've I have done on vacation, yeah. like, yeah. sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. I'll go, ba- I'll go ballooning. Yeah, yeah. Off yeah. the b- bow of a ship. Why not? <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> could go wrong? 
And the one thing is, is cave diving. I've learned no one will go. No one could get beyond that. I mean, you know, they they watched it, but a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I'd never do that." Yeah, <laughs> never, never. Did you I've, now? So I've done did lava you... tubes. I've done lava tubes, and that's that's enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like in a but in a zodiac, right? Or have you been? Scuba no, I mean, I've again? I've scuba dive and scuba diving gone up through the uh, the yeah. lava tubes. Oof, oh, what? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty um so but they're, you, they're open on either end you know you're not okay you can yeah yeah but more sharks can get to you because it's open on both ends think about that this shark almost got me um so how much time i mean what what percentage of this latest one, which I have to see, of course, I should have, I should have seen. I didn't even realize how much I missed. Um, but how much was in studio on this one, and how much was in a real cave, for instance? Oh, with the cave diving one, we did. No, we built. No, you couldn't. It was all studio. You couldn't. You couldn't do that uh, for real. But it was pretty dangerous because we. They. I mean, you know, you could. As long as the water's over you, it doesn't matter how. Yeah, you, no, you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we built all the caves in. in, in okay, so there uh, wasn't like even like an entrance cave that you found in Kauai or something, and we're like, we'll no, pretend no, that no. that's okay. No, okay, because no, we, we, we I would imagine insurance alone for actors to do any caving would just be like, no, this, that's this not. Was probably not great. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was all done. Uh, I mean, both of them were all done in in tanks and built. What, uh, where did Modine come from? How was, ah, uh, how, yeah. how did that happen? I, where did he come from? Was it he, Cutthroat Island? Was it that you felt? There yeah, was this... I should, yeah, it was, we were already shooting, I want to say. We were definitely far into prep, uh, and Mandy and Claire were there already, and, um, and, uh, someone had suggested him and then his agent was like look you know this is a you know it seemed to be a good idea and we ch i chatted to him i remember i was in a pub in in god knows where 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 this tank was it was a very shitty little tank we shot the first movie in um in basildon which is like the, in london in, in uh, outskirts of london you know by a recycling okay. plant you you could not have picked and, it's like um, stalker. It's terrifying. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was awful. But yeah, he. I, I spoke to him. He was pretty apprehensive to start with, and he was like, uh, "You know what they call Harvey and Bob? They call them scissor hands." You know, and he was like, he he didn't necessarily want to get into this, but in the end, he agreed to do it. And I mean, he's uh, he's a friend now. He's he he yeah. just it was the one of the not one of them. It was the toughest experience i've ever been through in my life that movie and and he was just like a beacon of of like just he was just the nicest guy mm. i remember we shot all his stuff at the end in when we shot the sort of outside stuff in the dominican republic and 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 he just he was just such a wonderful like giving guy he he would tell stories of um full metal jacket as literally he'd just come off the plane from shooting wow. you know it was wow. fresh wow. new. the crew would just like hover around him and he's i remember the first day we shot um and he's he's having to tie a knot at the end of the pier 
um, and I, I'm shooting with the girls at the top of the pier and uh, I don't really need him at the end of the pier. I'm not seeing him, but he's like, look, I'll go down there and he's, he's going down there and he's doing his knot and he's, you know, he wants to do it properly, he's doing his knot. And I'm with the girls just keeping the show on the road at the top of the pier. And then it's like, for one reason or another, we, we didn't get to his bit then. And, and we're like, okay, let's break. And we're just walking away. And I'm like, it's, wait, has anybody got, has anybody got Matthew? And he's still down at the end, just doing his knot. Just <laughs> oh, wow. Buenos dias. Almost done. But he's, he's, such, he's super nice. And so in, in the second one, if you watch the second one, you'll see the school is, is named mm. Modine International. Fantastic. Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, I he's will really definitely be watching yeah. the second one. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, he's, he could return. Why can't he? Did he not want? Was he not available he, to the return? The second one is totally separate. It's, okay, is a is a totally separate story. So it's not like a Jaws three where you're like, no, it's when, a family yeah. curse and okay. Yeah, no, there's, there's no. Company. That was wise, I think, of you to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally every meeting I go, I'm like, well, you know, it's, you know, what about Matthew? You know, it doesn't matter who they're kind of like, we need a teenage kid. What about Matthew Modine? I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just listening to you talk for this, this past half hour or so, I, I really want you, you really want to work with you someday because so many of your stories have been, uh, well, I was really drunk and I came up with this <laughs> idea or I was in this pub and, and uh, this idea, this thing, you know, or we were out for a drink and blah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my kind of work environment. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the only way you can get through it it's yeah. the only way you can get through it. Yeah. so i have there's a couple of i there are some there, there's a couple of shots in the movie that i'm i the, there's one moment in a shot that i i will remember forever and it's it's the shot of her face mask filling with blood when she first gets down there i i don't know i don't i mean i i it's a simple enough shot i guess you're doing a lot of cgi in ways i don't understand because i i guess to even get the water effects there's layers of things going on there no no broccoli broccoli yeah it, it's it's uh it is a very spit and sawdust movie there is um so little there you, I, I like we did. We, I mean, we shot it on like three million bucks, so we had no money. I saw the budget and I was like, I can't, I have to. I mean, that's crazy. What yeah. you got for that is crazy. Uh, no, we, we, we had no money, and everybody turned it down for that reason to start with because they were like, You just can't make because I didn't want to make I the thing that I was obsessed with is not, is not Jaws. I mean, I love Jaws. But I wanted to make the abyss. I love under. I knew, I knew. I saw that crane arm coming down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this dude likes the abyss. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, that's. I, I, I grew up on those kind of movies. That, that, that there was a little period of of deep sea movies, abyss, Leviathan, and stuff. And I really wanted to, to, to go there. Deep um, Star Six was that Deep another Star one? Six. Yeah, Star <laughs> Six was a classic. Um, as not aged very, very mm. well. Would, I would add to that. It depends. It depends what hour of the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and how it, much you've had to drink. So yeah, yeah. Is, so normally it plays pretty well with me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but um, yeah, there's very so all the what you see, uh, like we we developed something there which I I really hadn't been done before. I, really, the 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 sort of the two of the biggest uh sort of 
things in that movie that I was very lucky with was my editor who like imagine editing a movie like that. It's just hours and hours of blue. Like there's nothing, I know like, I'd go like, crazy. In? Like I don't know, yeah. the, the blue scene, you know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so sorry I got us into this. Um so so that 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 I you know he he deserves an OB or something from that. But but the the um the the camera team um Mark Silk, the DP, and and and, and Bernie, the 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 gaffer, and and his their whole team were just incredible, and I couldn't. They just saved my ass on that. They just they wanted to help me. They could see I like I remember just standing by that crane arm, which was fucking heavy. Like everything was built out of like fucking iron, right? Um, and I just I just remember standing looking down at the tank before we we started filming, and I just remember thinking, and I. I've never really felt that before in a movie. Going, I have no fucking idea. How <laughs> oh God, oh uh, God, none at all. Yeah. And uh, they wow. and they just, they they were just artists. Those guys and we developed this system because most of the time when you watch underwater, it's just super clear and it doesn't feel. It just feels like a tank, and yeah. so we put um, broccoli. We just had trucks literally trucks and trucks of broccoli coming in and i had 100 people just blending and blending the broccoli and then you, we would have a broccolizer which was a timer <laughs> that would go and sprinkle broccoli round no tank. why broccoli what did what was the testing process it was it like were you looking for we, we tried kelp organic sprouts wow. you name it we tried everything but broccoli was the thing that worked because the, are you sure see it all there in, the, in that little yeah. clip because um, of the, its color or its texture, yeah, was it color just texture and, and and but you had to get it right in our first like our first day shooting. We didn't do it well enough, and and you can see the girls are all there, and then there's little florets of blocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it um, when we shot the movie, like the tank was as rudimentary as you could possibly imagine. It's in a you can imagine Mandy and Claire, the two actresses arriving from Hollywood and arriving, oh, and they thought we were Pinewood, and we end up in Basildon in this tank in a recycling plant, and there's, you know, an industrial area, and it's just yeah. awful. And the oh. tank is basically a, an enormous swimming pool with a plastic covering, and um, we it was a heat wave when we shot it, and in England you don't have air conditioning, and we were sitting in that plastic tent with the heat wave, with the broccoli, like oh. fermenting in the tank, and then also like people just go oh. to the loo in the tank, you know. So it with the tank was because well, you it, get changing your suit. It's going to be an yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. They they've just put. They've just, Alexis has just put in the uh, in the chat worldwide gross forty four million. It was actually sixty two. Wow. Yeah, I <laughs> saw I saw that. Now congratulate. <laughs> It, it grows forty four in America. What an but, incredible, like indie movie victory you had here! It, it, it's it's so incredible what happened with this film. Yeah, uh, when, how quick? I mean, you 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 doubled your money in the first weekend here, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, so. What happened is, um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's never happened in cinema. What what happened with us? In the, I believe in the history of cinema, this never happened. Is, um, is we tested the movie 
without the sharks, as you do, you know, you, you do a test right. screening. It had some sort of grayscale sharks and stuff in there. And the movie tested fine. At the time, Mandy Moore wasn't uh, a star again. Nobody knew her. So there was no, we didn't really have any sort of star power there. Um, and the movie tested fine. And I remember I was working with Bob Weinstein all the time at that time. Um, and he's a, he, was a, he was a smart guy. Um, and he had really helped me get the movie to, to, to where it needed to be theatrically. Um, and um, we would speak all the time. And then we did the test. And it tested fine. And then I never heard from him again, ever. And I was, it was probably a few months later, and I was, uh, the Weinstein company uh, said, hey, look, we're doing this um, show called The Mist. Do you want to do an interview for, the, for a director's spot on it? And I was like, that's weird. They never asked me to, to, to come on any of these things. Why are they doing that now? And as I'm waiting, I'm on a Zoom call and I'm just, all I'm seeing is an empty screen of the person's um, room. Uh, and I'm there and I'm, uh, and I just type in, as you do as a director, 47 meters down. And an article came up and it said, uh, 47 meters down is going straight to video next month. And I was like, what the fuck? No one had told me nothing. And the wine seeds had just dumped the movie, just completely right. dumped the movie. So the woman comes on and says, says hi. And, and she says, oh, you just worked with us on um, 47. I heard it worked really well. And I said, yeah, you've just fucked us. Thank you very much on that. <laughs> and that was the- We're going to die down here. We're I don't want to die down here. We're not going to die down here. Um, that was the end of that interview. Um, but anyhow, so the movie was like going straight to video. Um, and it was, it was just utterly devastating. And I called my script writing partner and I was like, look, because it had been the hardest experience of my life. And I was like, right. look, let's go uh, write something else. My, he works in Spain, in, in, in Mallorca and Ibiza. So I said, let's go, to, let's go to Ibiza, write something. We sat down there and I said, look, let's just acknowledge what's happened to the movie. It's, you know, and I never, ever want to speak about this movie ever again. Okay. So we acknowledge it now. We, mm. see, we say what's happened and it's done. And we're, we're writing there. And then midway through the week, the producer, James, calls me up and he says, look, I didn't want to call you. I don't want to get in your head or anything. But this guy, Byron Allen, just watched the movie, loves it, wants to buy it off Bob. Um, and the, nobody wanted to deal with the wines. Nobody wanted to, like, we'd shown it to other people like Lionsgate and, 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 and Blumhouse and stuff, but nobody wanted to deal with with. With, with trying to get it off off the wine scenes and the wine scenes didn't want to sell it to anybody else because they didn't want you know to give a movie to someone else that might might you know become something but byron was was new in in at the game and new in town and so there was not that threat there and and it, he was like look i it just it might happen bob seems to be engaging anyhow i was like okay i told my script writing partner but i said look we forget about it and then by the end of the week james is calling me and he's going look i think this is gonna this is going to happen. This is going to go. And I was like, fuck. And it's like, they want it, you know, Byron wants to take it out. He doesn't just want to take it. He wants to take it and put it on two and a half thousand screens and all that kind of thing. And then I was like, I think this is going to go now to, to my script writing partner. And then we got back home um, and I was sitting in my terrible flat and it was about two or three in the morning and James called again and he said, um, they're about to sign the deal. It fell through. 
I'm sorry. And I burst out into tears because I, the emotional roller coaster yeah. movie is. And Bob then sent all the DVDs. He'd retitled it, the movie In the Deep. Uh, and he sent all the DVDs off to Amazon, Walmart, Target, uh, to all, all the places because it was coming out then, like in, in the next couple of weeks. So wow. They all went off. And, uh, and then Byron came back and he bought that fucking movie. And it was like, okay, but the DVDs have gone off. And they're like, okay, well, we'll get them back. But you can't get them back because they're out there. And Walmart went early and put them up on stands. People were calling me going, oh, I bought your movie. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, God. Went, what? It, within two days, it was pirated uh, all across the world. It was subtitled in Russian. It was in Russian supermarkets. Oh, my God. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, the movie's dead. The movie's dead. And we were just like... Fuck it. But Byron was like, no, 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 I'm going to persevere with this. And it's like, okay, but you've got to release it now, like before it gets, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to wait a year. The the Shallows had just come out. We had started before the Shallows uh, and, and Sony had, and I've spoken to someone at Sony who had confirmed this, Sony had seen that our script and everything and gone, oh, that's a great idea and then had beaten us. Of the, course, of course. Uh, but The Shallows had done well, and Byron was like, we are going to go on the date of The Shallows next year. And I was like, the movie's dead. Like, you're never going to, like, it's going to be out there for a year. Everybody, everybody in the world's going to have seen it. But he insisted, and I have to say, to his credit, I would not ever, there's no point in my life I can foresee, and I'm the maker of this, who have mm. had that confidence to do that. And then... It's it, you know they set the release date. He he went behind it with the marketing, and he really he really went for it. We got like an amazing stroke of luck in that. In between, Mandy became a star again with This Is Us. Right, like right. Her, her profile picked up, and that really helped. But right. the tracking was disastrous. So uh, we I did, I was just shooting a another movie because. Uh, uh, I, I was just, I'd taken another movie. Nobody wanted to, you know, there, was, there were no job offers coming in at the time because 47 looked like it was just dead. Um, and I was just shooting another movie and, and the premiere was midway through and I, I took a plane to the premiere and it, Byron done this amazing premiere. And it was like, yeah, this is going on, you know, 3000 screens and it's going to be massive. And it's going to be great. And then I spoke to like his booking guy and, um, and and they were like, no, tracking's terrible. It's going to bomb. It, it's you know, it's going to do like two million run of of the weekend, maybe four million run of picture. Uh, and everybody just said it was going to bomb. And then it came out, and it just connected, and it connected, and it came in at number five. It didn't open open, but it opened solid. But then, and the cinema score was terrible. It's like, see, so everybody was like, okay, well, you you survived. But now it's now you're done. Now you're toast. And then the next weekend it went up the charts, uh, and then it just carried on and yeah. on and on. And it was just the most amazing. I think I think a lot of that might have been uh, because of those those people who, who came to the premiere with you must have just really, uh, <laughs> really, uh, you know, with with people like that walking yeah. the red carpet with you, yeah, you're gonna yeah. just wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Thank God. 
kick myself for not having seen it in theater. It has to be that had to be a hell of a of a first weekend to see a movie and to it, get surprised by something like this. I mean, I I really missed out. Um, um, it, it, it it was it was the um, the seeing the premiere was what the weirdest experience that I've ever had because it was like two thousand people at the West Westwood and we we screened it and you know people are into it and you know it's fine it's it's going well and then there's a point in the movie where mandy's getting up to the surface and then the cage falls back down and it lands on her leg and it traps her underneath yes and you could feel the whole atmosphere in the room change of like what the fuck and then I have never in my life experienced anything like the flare sequence where 2,000 people as one stood up and screamed. And then from yeah. there on in, they people were screaming at the screen. They were going, <laughs> oh, Mandy, fucking go, go. She was in front of me and she just turned to me and I just looked at that. And I, I actually didn't know if they were. Were they joking? Were they... Were they like into it? And I had no idea what the uh, reception was because it was so over the top. But it just connected with people. I know. I mean, the the you really allowed for the full horror, all of the horror of the experience, to really sit there with you at the bottom of that cage for a little yeah. while. And it gets in your head. That's the thing about it. It's not just shock after shock. It's I'm convinced that some of that time you took down there of them just kind of like waiting it out to wait for wait for somebody to save them, which is what anybody would do and and reinforces that they're really not your typical heroes in a in a movie like their their plan is to wait for someone to get them and. And that time just uh, did something to your head watching the movie so that every new thing that went wrong is just like such a gut punch. For me, um, I got to say the thing that that got me most sick to my step made me want to throw up in fear was the was when she crosses when the cavern opens up and she I'm at the edge of some sort of cliff. I can't see the ocean floor. I that freaked me out. And I was I was sitting in a in a living room in my mother's house watching it like on a flat screen, which is not the yeah. way you wanted people to see this movie and I was not happy that that had yeah. to happen. I was it was so unnerving. Yeah, How did that, that was, sequence play? Did people people must have quieted down yeah, in that in that moment? Yeah, I, I think that the movie works in a sense because I mean it's ridiculous. Like the science behind it is ridiculous, but Granted. it does have a groundedness in someone that is a scuba diver. And that scene had happened to me in a certain uh, in a certain way. I had been diving uh, off off Sharm El Sheikh uh, in Sharm El Sheikh in, in Egypt, and the diver I was with, uh, the guide I was with, was said, "Look, you, you know, we were we were diving around a, a reef and stuff." And he's like, "Look, now I want to take you out into the blue. It's quite an experience because normally mm. you stay close to some kind of rocking uh, rocks because otherwise you don't see anything." Yeah. Uh, and he did this thing where he took us out into the blue, and you just went forward into this amazing blue sea, and there were just fish like passing you, but there was no up, there was no down, yeah. exactly. And I was just like, this is 
freaky as fuck and I want to write this into a movie. <laughs> and, and that then that, that idea of just being like totally like suddenly that moment of like, oh, I'll just come back. Oh, yes. And that, uh, that she wouldn't know where to go, that she would clearly yeah. not lose direction. It's so, you know, that's a convention in some movies where you're like, OK, well, I'll believe they they didn't they lost track of where yeah. they were. But you there's no way you could tell where to go in that yeah. moment. No. Yeah. No. You're <laughs> with Hello, is anyone there? <laughs> Please, someone answer me. I, I wasn't ahead of her. I wasn't yeah. ahead of her as the audience going, oh, but you'll you won't know yeah. where you are when you get out. Yeah. She gets that point, and I was right with her. So uh bravo in that man. It's very hard. I watch a lot of horror. I think we probably watched some similar things growing up. And uh it takes a lot for me to to get uncomfortable, like to literally for a movie to get under my skin. And uh you did it, man. That's, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I have to say on, on that as we if you if you see the the dailies on that particular sequence we i had to shoot that in the dominican in a in a overhead in a tank that didn't have a uh covering so it was very it was super light and the, the production design they we the rocks and stuff uh you know that <laughs> rock she gets onto and stuff looked i mean uh, well, you sold I it. Of, I, I, I mean, I, you know, that's the, the the visual effects people really came into their own there. I mean, we were very lucky with the with the um, with, with the company um, uh, outpost that did the visual effects on it. They had never yeah. done the visual effects were done by a company that didn't work in uh, London. And uh, this guy Duncan, he set his company up outside a university and just took students. Took the best students from the university to make mm. it and so it was really we, we had students working on this movie that's you know? so cool that's to, fantastic that's great to, to create something you know he did some amazing job you know and i gotta say uh, i gotta tip my hat to you too because i spend 90 percent of my time working with my students on story and it's really hard to fake me out yeah it really hard for me to be watching a movie or reading a script and not not see oh the, okay so that's that's gonna be the twist the nitrogen narcosis mm -hmm. at the end that twist did not you set it up for us but yeah. i didn't take the bait and yeah. and it yeah. got and i was like you got me you yeah, totally yeah i got me. Yeah, Same. and you got me you got me you got us dead to rights too because you did explain it and it wasn't like a fake out like some films can do that where they'll like be they'll take a moment and they're like no but it was a dream this is not yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of feel like it was wasted time or something but yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you gave us all the information you like, needed keep your yeah you really yeah. got us good man yeah, so I, sad, I, I, crushingly. It's like horrible. I, I, I felt like the production part. design and the light. Sorry to go, but like when that realization happens, did the movie not take on a different color palette? Like, did it start to change into I, I a darker we, movie? Movie. I don't know if we did. I can't remember if we did anything different there. We had to fight hard. Bob didn't want it. That ending. He said it's too dark. Um, and we. Uh, fought hard for it and in the end compromised by um saving mandy so we did we did like a pickup of mandy so that when so i actually wanted to leave the movie 
with the camera just coming up away from the cage with Mandy oh, just sad. laughing crazy. To you herself. really do like horror oh, movies. Wow, Bless that you, man. Really That's great. That's yeah. great. Uh, and I think he was probably right. I mean, I remember again in that screening at the at the Westwood is like people were so into the movie. And then when the twist happened, I was like, I think I need to get out of here because I think someone's going to kill me. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, look, that's a hard call. I mean, I would imagine that it's got to be, especially on the big screen, a pretty punishing movie to go through. And you kind of like, yeah. after all of that, you've put the audience through all of that. And it's not just yeah. on, in your right head anymore or on a page. It's like, no, you've really put them through this. Do you want to maybe yeah. leave them just feeling like their world is over? <laughs> or yeah. to if you'd kept the original ending with just zooming away from Mandy laughing yeah. and us knowing she was going to die, then I would, I would double, I would make the double feature with this silent running. Oh, yeah. the end of the movie is the little robot in the garden I, all I, alone i am i running i i i applaud your ending though i i yeah. i secretly wish i could have seen that 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 yeah. really would have been yeah, something. Yeah. the other thing i loved i loved the uh the spear gun trigger on the bolt that oh that, that, that you oh. know just so well placed that was do you, do you know what that is um if i'm remembering correctly i i think i owe that to martin my editor in that i don't think it had been designed that way like the whole sequence of her getting the oxygen tank and everything that was all there and then when we were cutting it together martin was just like look it looks like it's gonna shoot her and, and it was like, really, does it? And it's like, yeah, it really looks like she's going to get, she, she's pulling that thing and it looks like it's going to go for it. So we then went back and then shot. Added like, yeah, added a, like a little uh, close up on the trigger and stuff like that. But I think that was, I think that was his, um, uh, his, his very smart idea there. Well, they always say the editor gets to do the last rewrite. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah, that uh, and the the other thing is I loved. Um, I knew, I knew that the uh, that the, um, but I I think you, I think you expected us to know this. Yeah, that there was only going to be part of Javier holding that flashlight. Yeah, Javier's <laughs> yeah. dead. What? I mean, that flashlight was too still for too long. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. It, nothing uh, good is coming at the end of this nothing, script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have got out the cage for that myself. I, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Can I ask what do you have a do you have a proudest scene from the film? Um, is there a, a, a moment or sequence that you just that particularly, really particularly like, feel like um, you nailed? Uh, I mean, I you know I do endlessly chuckle at the flare sequence because it's ridiculous. Uh, it's just nonsensical with these with these three you know sharks just waiting. Uh, but I just love how you know impactful it is. It's so uh, it's such a great reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, yeah. I don't know. I I I the uh, I, I think that's a movie that I just normally in a, in when I look at a movie, I'm like, oh, that I've done. I'm like, yeah, I really loved this bit or that bit the, with 47 i just feel like it's a very complete like efficient 
movie that is just as a one whole kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's compact. Just, yeah, it just does its thing. Um, it's it's there's there's no um, there's no nonsense there. It just 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 goes for it. Mr. Really... Dark. Hello. I really want to do a deep dive into some of your other work because um, I ran across the phrase "naked bisexual female monsters." Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's you know that's that's an oeuvre you know that's a genre that I've really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I did I did I, I I started my career doing these kind of zero budget you know exploitation B movies um, and and you know in the world of DVD when DVD was still a thing um, so yeah that was that was Forest of the Damned which was which was I mean these movies they're not good you know these they were like a run of sort of five pictures that I did um, and they're not great movies, but they taught me my trade. You know, I, it taught me how to like, once you've, once you've directed a movie on 20,000 bucks, all set in the forest at night with, with naked girls and, and, and a cast getting eaten. And, and, you know, it was, it was carnage. Like every, you know, people were getting, yeah, it just, it was, it was they so sound hard. like great movies to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're, um, my mom was super impressed with that one. That's going <laughs> to yeah. be a long, that's going to be a long weekend for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, Definitely. Hellbreeder, Dark Hunters, Forest of the Damned. And this Ash. is, I, this is, a, I'm, this is a gift of, I, this is like a, a film festival that awaits me. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. thrilled yeah. about that. Yeah. I also need to know though, where, how did the Yuri Geller connection happen? I saw you uh, work yeah, with Yuri yeah. Geller. Yeah. So I did a, my first movie, I'd never done anything. And we, uh, I graduated from a film school that was not in England. You didn't have at the time, like proper film school. So it was just like this kind of shitty little place. And graduated, and I was never going to be the person that was ever going to go anywhere in the industry. And the film industry in England isn't wasn't an industry. So um, uh, I was just like, okay, with a friend, we said, right, we're going to call ourselves film directors, and we're going to make a movie. And over the course of the year, wrote a movie called Diagnosis, which got retitled Sanitarium. Um, and I found that I was very good at persuading people to give me stuff for free. And I got a hospital for free and I got everything that we needed and we got cameras and stuff. We shot it all on, on film on super 16 for wow. the, the, the massive budget of 5,000 pounds. When everybody was shooting with like the PD one fifty and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It was, it was sort of that turning point. It was the last days of films. Um, and, um, uh, and made the movie, took it to Cannes uh you know went out with a bag full of trailers to the marketing can took it to all the sales agents they 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 basically said this is the worst thing we've ever seen please never come back to us um and i really learned and it's a skill that then has has sort of followed me through in my career is like you need to you know you need to reshoot um, and with horror it's a big thing it's it's like look at your movie and look at where because horror is about scare beats and 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 tension and and just all that kind of stuff and that sometimes you, you it's hard to work that out on a script on a page and once you see the movie you're like oh fuck we need this this and this and one of the things we that all the sales agents told us is you need a star and um so it was the time you know it's 2000 uh and i there was time you could get uh 
starred emails online. Right. We like wrote to like, you know, Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, you know, you name it, we wrote to them. And obviously nobody got back to us. But the one person that did was Yuri Geller. And he said, yes. I mean, okay, he's on a list with Sylvester Stallone. That's the question. And so we got him. We got him in the movie. He acted on his own. He wouldn't act with any other actors. So we had to shoot his bits like separately. He was very nervous. Um, and, and, and shot it. And it was a, it became a very funny period of my life in that for six months, we were in the Geller zone. You know, I got to go to his wedding, meet Michael oh Jackson. God. Uh, it was a very weird wow. time. Wow. And there's nothing, I tell you what, there's nothing weirder than being in a uh, coffee shop in in Soho or whatever with Yuri Geller because people don't really believe he exists. Like if you're with a star, that's one thing. Or But they sort of, like, sort of in their minds, he's a bit like, like a cartoon or something, you know, you could see yeah. people like having a coffee and then looking across and going, is that Yuri Geller? Yeah, that's uh, so or, or cool. cool. He would try and introduce us to people. Uh, and he'd, he'd, he'd call like film companies and stuff and, and get us a meeting and they go, yeah, well, who is it? And he's like, it's Yuri Geller. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, who is it really though? Um, <laughs> and it was, it was very funny sort of little period. He's still but, alive? Yes, he's still going. He's still going. Okay. He, I see him in the papers every now and again. Um, threatening to, you know, use his mind to 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 win football tournaments and, Look, and do something, Yuri. Do yeah, do something. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird period. Uh, yeah, I have to see that. You also, I mean, we you you wrote the film for the sequel to Forty Seven Meters Down. Where did you Where, where did you, did you write that, that script? I just, um, I wrote it. I was uh, banished, I think, to Joshua Tree to write that because um, my scriptwriting partner was like, "You need to, um, uh, you need to." Um... <laughs> I, I see a, a note from uh, Alexa saying, "I wrote it uh, at the uh, at your your guys' house." Did I do a draft there? Did I, I don't remember that. I know I had to like I had a tough time writing that one, so I, my producing partner would send me off. Make a decision. Oh, there were lots of drinks involved. Oh, with Ernest. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that that does. We're getting that does to the sound, bottom of it. That that does sound uh, very. Um, very familiar well you i've know, spent time i've spent time at their house drinking some of the stuff that anatoly yeah. makes yeah. so yeah. i understand how you might not remember yeah remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no I don't, you, I don't have a specific recollection of that were you at college matthew when when uh, mark frost stayed to stayed at our house and, and was writing what i like to believe was twin peaks in our house yes yeah okay oh, i, I do remember good. that so similar yeah. stories I, I I can just imagine you, Johannes, like stumbling out in your bathrobe, having been yeah. writing till three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he's getting ready for school. Um, yeah. I I have so many of your films to see. I'm so excited to have talked to you and to have met somebody who uh, who fucking scared me. Yeah, I, I wait all my life for a movie to get under my skin. I can't tell you how excited I was and that we, happened. We do a little thing to, here towards the end of the show. Uh, we have a few little set pieces that we do that you're welcome to to join in on. Okay. Um, 
where we always uh, we always try to decide what would be the perfect double feature with with the movie we're discussing that week. Okay. Um, do you have one, Anthony? Uh, I have. I well, I thought of the abyss, but I thought it would be too somehow too obvious. I, I thought of going with something like 127 hours would be an interesting another survival story about being locked in place and what what you do. Uh, I think it's 127 hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. I thought I thought that would make it, and but this would follow 127 hours. Okay. We definitely like we'd hit the the 11 o'clock midnight showing for for 47 meters down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Keep busy. I went the other way. Um, I I paired this with Blue Lagoon to oh, be yeah. trapped, <laughs> to be trapped on an island with a, a half naked Brooke Shield. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have um, that one on a yeah. yeah, yeah. I so, think I would if if I if I had to pair it, I, I think I would. I, there's a movie that's just come out that the producer of this did, which is which is basically 47 meters up. So would make a very oh, good. Oh yes, I've seen the previews for that. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's it's almost unbearably tense though. It's like you're just you're just on this pole like thousands of meters high is it like a sky elevator like a space elevator thing like a telecom uh a a, a telecom tower but how Um, do they get the sharks up there i'm confused yeah (laughs) they have vultures instead of sharks oh giant oh okay oh okay all right like quexica like that movie q they could have done that would have been a good thing to add the the monster from q to that yes eat him eat him Oh, that chomp, yeah. hor- horrible. Hell of a chomp. That was so horrible when that happened. <laughs> My God. Yeah. yeah. I, again, just... that like that, this movie was 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 a, that shot there was never meant to be that shot. Mandy just fell. She oh, that's and that's how up, she fell. And she fell, and then we into were like, the mouth of the shark. We're like, oh fuck, why don't we pull her down? That's... Why don't we get a shot? And it just wow. It it it, it worked. That's that's incredible, man. Wow. I mean, you say that you did make this like on the fly practically yeah. but it's true and i and it it just doesn't i doesn't feel or look like that for a second it's just yeah. Yeah. it's amazing what you guys did yeah thank you i think it's a weird thing having done a lot of visual effects since that movie uh and do you know what sometimes you know you you when you're on set you have all these people telling you how to like you need to get this that and the other and the camera should do this and then the visual effects will sit in great but there is a wonderful thing about being a little bit more on the fly in that it, I'm sure it makes the, their lives a lot harder, but the shot then doesn't feel like a visual effect shot because yeah. they're happy. It feels like a real, yeah. real moment. Um, so yeah, it can work. It can work a little that way, but it does make people's lives harder. Another, another little game we, we play. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say another oh. little game we play is what is the best way to watch this movie in in what circumstance or setup yeah, yeah. pirate bay mine was during last week's heat wave here in california <laughs> sitting in a kiddie pool with a bowl of a big bowl of ceviche and a cooler of corona yeah yeah, yeah. i say a uh, i say uh, go back a little bit in time take mandy more to a mall opening and throw this in the face of all those like little kids that come to see ah, 
yeah. some singing and dancing. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. really see something. That's a, I, that's I, a screening. I, I can tell you the worst, which is, which is they did in England, they did a, um, uh, a uh, sort of publicity thing where they, they, they built a cage and they had a very bad plastic shark and they put it by the Thames and then they had um, they had uh, Eamon Holmes, who's like a famous like daytime presenter, and and he he got up and they had like the, the like these three D VR goggles where they had some kind of it wasn't the movie but it was like some kind of version of it and you could watch it and then a guy would come with a stick and he would sort of prod you. It's <laughs> the least convincing, the least visual. <laughs> Is that even safe? <laughs> to see the stubby like presenter there swaying by the Thames with this oh. plastic that looked like a cake or something. I oh miss those God. publicity stunts. There's not enough of those. Those no. are uh, who would we uh who, who Matthew would we and be? I be in the movie? Um Oh you I mean I mean I uh you're Matthew, you're Claire, and Anthony, you're, you're Mandy, I can see. Absolutely. As we were never in competition. <laughs> I appreciate, thank you. That's very, very kind very of kind. you. But my answer to that question was, there is absolutely no one we could be in this movie unless, in my recasting of the movie, uh, we, the other thing we do is we recast the entire movie with a different cast. And what I came up with was, a version of the movie in which you and I are the guys who convince them to go to the cage. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's kind of like, yeah. And the two women are Catherine O'Hara and Joan Cusack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is the jerky guy on the boat. Yeah. Who, who, and, uh, James Taylor is the captain. Yeah. I like it. I mean, James Taylor, the singer. The singer James Taylor plays the captain on the boat. In, in, in his in like a throwback to Tulane Blacktop or something. What I don't understand that. But I think I think it would work much better if if you get the rest of the cast the same and you're like the two hot like uh, <laughs> Latino kids who are like, hey, come uh, right come with come accents and like yeah. all of it. Yeah. No shirts, that's perfect. Right. They want that's what the kids want to see today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I cast us as uh, I cast you as the craft service Matthew and I was I was an onset driver, um, <laughs> but my recast of the movie I generally try to do a recast into the past, um, and so uh, I felt like this would be in uh, you know let's go to the fifties and let's get like Shelley Winters and uh, Janet Lee to play the sisters as they both had very many famous watery deaths and get like Richard Carlson, who is in the, the Christian black lagoon to play the Matthew Modine part and get, uh, who did I have? Um, uh, Oh, Michael J. Pollard could play the guy who dumps the chum over the boat and is kind of offensive and frightening. That's the direction I went. And you see, I have a lot of time on my hands, more time yeah. than Matthew. Definitely. <laughs> I was proud was of the Shelley Winters Janet Lee thing. I, I got nothing from you both, but I feel that that was actually pretty good because there because Shelley Winters drowns in eight movies and and Janet Lee drowns in a shower in her own blood. Yeah, all right, <laughs> in her own blood. This is deep cuts, man. All right, that's pretty good. Those were deep cuts. Um, Very. <laughs> back to the puns. So next week, 
I don't know if you want to come back on the show next week when we talk about Mac and me from 1988, uh, otherwise known as honest, poor man. I think it's poor man's ET. I mean, I think Johannes, you should think about coming back because I know you like that movie, and I think <laughs> yeah. we all make a great trio. I think it would be a good conversation. Just yeah. think about yeah. it. Um, but I, I think we're going to do a uh, deep dive, if you will, into some of your other movies and, and bring you back if you've got the time. Yeah, please. I'm always I, I'd love to. Um, We'd just, love to have you back. I, I want to see the, the, the sequel to this, which is called 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Yeah, that, look at that. Hold that still That's for a moment. Look, look, look at the wonderful uh, misstep with the marketing in their like. Do you know what we could do it the shark coming sideways uh <laughs> and it's like okay great and then people can just take their photo by the shark and i'm like yeah great but nobody knows what the fucking title of the movie is because it's right in front of the, the title right where people stand so people have got all these and they're putting them up on the internet. that is amazingly yeah. silly look of course yeah four yeah. ters own age yeah okay yeah. um town age i I love this. So that's what do you have coming out? Do you have something coming out uh, now, or are you working on something? Uh, um, I well, I've got to go. I've just finished Resident Evil, uh, which which came out last year, um, and then I am I've got to go to Toronto uh, on Thursday for the premiere of something I did called VHS ninety nine, which oh, is, is that part of the VHS uh, thing, yeah. So that's worked pretty well. The people seem to be pretty excited by that. You have so, a segment in that, or did you yeah. produce the? Whole no, thing? I had a segment in that. Um, uh, and it's 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 to be honest, the way I pitched it was forty-seven meters down in a coffin. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty disturbing. It's oh, pretty, good. Okay. Pretty okay. uncomfortable watching. I like uh, that series. I can't wait. Yeah, and then and then we'll see. You know. Maybe there's a 47 meters down three at some point. You never, who knows? Marketing, 48 meters down, 49 I, I, meters down. That's what I wanted. They they, they would just, they wouldn't do yeah, it. Okay. No, no, the, the people won't get that it's a sequel. I'm like, all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever they say. Um, <laughs> Johannes, thank you so much for talking to us today. This, this just was great. Crazy. It's, a pleasure. it's such a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> cool anytime i will i'm happy to jump back on that's Thank great you. and Thank join you. us next week for 1988's mac and me starring the lovely christine ebersole and jonathan ward yeah talking Thanks. about cocktails that are stylish movies great or phony and how tony should win and matthew then matthew should win the tony You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to ArkinBros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know. 